Hey, party people, have you joined our Discord server yet? You can meet fellow party people and interact with our cast and crew to talk about all things Encounter Party, both this first Ravnica campaign and our new campaign, which is a television show available on the Dungeons & Dragons Adventures channel. To learn more, head on over to our website at EncounterParty.com or check the links in the show notes. Now, enjoy this episode of Campaign 1 of Encounter Party. Warning, our show features very strong language and graphic depictions of violence, so listener discretion is advised. Last time on Encounter Party. A trio of terrifying trolls stood as a trap protecting the office of Gerard, guild leader of the Golgari. Weary of traps and trials, our players hunt for clues to explain the state of the Undercity. But can they handle what they uncover? Find out this week on Encounter Party! It takes very little movement forward for you to sort of reach around that corner that stretches backward all the way back into the back corner past where the the sort of court hall would be. And you see a vibrant green glow coming from down that corridor. There seems to be more safeguards in place here. Uh, Lord Zatch will investigate. How would you like to proceed? Because whatever it is down there is glowing and sort of pulsing. Um, you know, uh, you know, like the the beginning of heavy metal. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? It's it's uh, it's that sort of feeling. Wait, Lorzach, do you think that would be Gerard's phylactery? Would those trolls and that magical wall be his way of safeguarding his tie to this material plane? I would hope he had taken it with him, but you may be right. Uh, Lorzach is going to cast Detect Magic and get a better sense of what this is that they're dealing with. Can you please remind me the specific wording of Detect Magic so I can give you the appropriate information? For the duration, you sense the presence of magic within 30 feet of you. Mm -hmm. If you sense magic in this way, you can use your action to see a faint aura around any visible creature or object in the area that bears magic and you learn its school of magic, if any. The spell can penetrate most barriers, but it is blocked by one foot of stone, one inch of common metal, a thin sheet of lead, or three feet of wood or dirt. Deep within the glowing green coming from down that hallway, you can see a faint aura around what looks very clearly to be a large crawl. It is... 100% necromancy coming out of that hallway. And he sees a crawl. Yes. And it's moving. It is not moving. Not even shifting, not even flittering. It is stationary. And Lorzach will relay this to the party, that there appears to be an undead crawl of some sort lurking at the end of this hallway, but not moving. Not lurking. Just Existing. sitting there. Yeah. The undead don't seem to need that much movement to begin with. So Lauren's going to drink a potion of healing. Like a sarcastic swig. Dad, no need much moving. I get eight HP back. Um, Lorzach edges down the hallway towards 
this sickly green outline of something he can see and speaks very quietly in Crawl. We serve Gerard. Where has he gone? As you creep closer and closer to the figure, you become more and more enveloped by this green light. You hear no response as you approach. And it isn't until you enter this small chamber. Everything is just completely green. There is no other color except shades of green as light is emanating out of the open wound in the carapace of this rather large, seemingly former Crawl Death Priest. And you realize that this thing is dead. It's also tied up and seems to be communicating something non-verbally. So it's not as simple as just, I speak crawl, I can hear it. There's something a little bit different here. So Lorzach, having assumed that this was some sort of revenant or undead sentry, realizes something very different is happening. Uh, going to roll an arcana check to mm-hmm. see if there's anything that he recognizes about the kind of ritualistic magic that's obviously on display here. Uh, 19. The crawl is not just a husk, okay? There is that sort of undead essence still within it, but it has clearly been restrained in a way to prevent it from going full zombie, right? And it feels like this is being used as a beacon in some way. There is a message being sent out from this thing, not dissimilar to another scenario you have seen where undead corpses were being abused non-verbally. Lorzach recognizes the similarity to the worm collars they found in the tower, and with a twitch of his finger, the kind of calluses and growths resume, and he pierces it straight through the heart of the creature. As you puncture the source of this magic, I need a wisdom saving throw, please. It's in that 20. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Nice. You can hear a crawl voice. This crawl's voice is relaying a message specifically to all of the crawl in the region. And it is sort of these blanket orders without much specificity, and you just hear, like, Guard swarm obscure. And these just sort of obtuse, almost intentionally confusing commands. And you, you immediately sort of get the gist that these orders are non-specific on purpose that whatever this husk is or this husk was is the immediate leader of the crawl that have been sort of positioned around Penvar and these instructions are being delivered in a way to almost prevent interpretation so that the crawl really have no choice but to just sort of stick around and go I I guess we're supposed to stay here Um, and you do pick up on this very strange specific note that says only 
develop, hive, and patrol the areas outside of those strands that you see. The crawl are not the ones who are allowed to cross those lines. And Lord Zetch, feeling some distant sympathy for the piteous end that this thing suffered, crushes its heart with his hand and silences this beacon. As you crush it, you hear another thing that the sort of um, the break protocol, right? The sort of like alarm if something goes wrong with this spell is a command for those trolls to attack. However, they are already they are already dead. So the, the, the placement of the trolls is somehow related to, to whatever this very strange setup is. And Lord Zetch will uh, rejoin the party and relay what he's finding with this preserved crawl death priest emanating these repeating vague orders to the crawl swarm to sow chaos in the ranks of the Golgari. And given what we've seen with the undead trolls planted in this location to prevent people from coming up here or interfering with it in any way, it suggests to him that someone with a lot of necromantic prowess was able to get in here and make sure that no one else could. I think that this is a sign of Deirath's interference. Hmm. Mixel expresses one slight point of confusion. You have hundreds of crawl. No one has been able to get in here to investigate Gerard's disappearance because they have been swarming with crawl. They have been barrier enough. Why do you need the trolls? Lorzach takes a glance at the bodies littering the floor of this dining room and says, They were eating the entire Cilia Council. Oh, God. These are all of the dignitaries and advisors that counseled Gerard. They ate all of them. So for those of you who are not familiar, the cilia are a specific unit attached to Gerard, who are simultaneously his counsel, but also function as his personal guard. Who's got medicine? Perix and Lorzach? Why don't you guys give me some intense medicine or investigation as you pick through some of the undigested pieces on the floor. Um, can I take this moment while they're investigating yes. to kind of like, Mixtel, let's go over into this room and I'll show you some drills you can practice. <laughs> you can. <laughs> However, this does not gross him out whatsoever. Like, oh, he he okay. He lives, <laughs> he's with the Golgari, like okay, rotted true, flesh true. and stuff like that. Is He's probably right down with them, like, in okay. fact, in fact, I bet you the reverse is happening. I bet you, I bet you he's like, hey, check this out. This is indicative of wet rot. And he's like showing you body parts and like. <laughs> While they're doing, you know, forensic files, can I go and look at the filing and see if there's any maps or those strands that may lead any connection to the Orzov? Yeah, you see that little offshoot there on the map, which looks to be a, a, a private office, like an even privater chamber uh, of Gerard that is uh, inaccessible to anyone except for him. However, it is surprisingly wide open. 25. 27. 27. Wow. Those are really good. 
You guys should be very proud of yourselves. I think you have a better modifier than I do. That's what we learned there. What'd you roll? A uh, 19. A 19. Oh, he's slightly better than you. Um, as you guys go sifting through this muck of bone and sinew and material that just never quite got digestive juiced from these zombies, you manage to pick out a couple of pieces of barely digested digits and or skin and enough pieces of black cloth for Mixel to correctly identify that the former bodies of Cilia are in this room and have been consumed, likely in a way, by these trolls, by undead trolls, to as to prevent any amount of resurrection, utility. In a place where bodies keep disappearing without a trace, this seems very odd for the current modus operandi. There are no bodies in the place of the undead, and yet very specifically, Gerard's personal attendees have been destroyed in sort of the one way a Golgari might imagine eliminating them from the cycle. On one particular piece of finger, Lorsatch, give me a, a nature check, please. 16. There is a very minute fuzz, some sort of uh, fungal fuzz, barely under the nail. Because you rolled so high on medicine, I'm going to suspect that you're not just like, hey, a finger, that you're, you're really trying to look for any clue. But under the nail of this is a strange white fungal fuzz you can't identify. It is unlike anything within your repertoire of mushroom information. And the way that it's embedded under the fingernail, yeah. it looks like this isn't uh, like an in-situ infection thing, but oh. instead sign of a conflict or as like though it had scraped <laughs> yeah. this fuzz away. Yeah. Got it. And uh, do you relay that information? Yeah, he'll, he'll talk to Perix about it first. Just to be abundantly clear, to make sure that we have all the information, Paris yep. will do a quick investigation of the trolls to make sure such a fuzz doesn't appear there. That the Does not appear on the trolls. That's what I figured, yep. Got it. So the defensive wound was from something other than the troll. Yeah, you guys rolled really high and managed to, you feel like you caught a hell of a lucky break here. White fuzz. And I'm assuming Perix has never seen anything like it either. No. Yeah. I've seen cilia like these manifest on our drudges, but this seems... Something quite apart. We may have just had our first look at Deirath. Parrix doesn't like that cheery thought, but uh, says nothing. Um, so, uh, at least David is going to go digging through personal records. <clears throat> Xenia, also incredibly unsettled by these corpses, etc., is really craving um, the coldness of the Izzet and is hoping and searching the office for anything that is reminiscent of her guild, anything from Malthus Reed. Uh, both uh, Saloran and Xenia, please make some uh, investigation checks. Fakara, uh, what are you up to? Tidying up. 
Just with a push broom <laughs> through the hole in the floor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, just just quelling the nausea by just let's make this chair straight, let's make this straight, tidy up these books. You know, I, rank and I, file, rank and file, rank and file. I, I'm probably learning whatever Mixtel is teaching me. Yeah, but also, God, there's not really anything to do to quote unquote like bury the dead. Um, I'm, I'm probably just listening to whatever Mixtel has to teach me. So I can yeah. learn more things. Um, he's teaching you all about uh, some necromancy stuff, right? About okay. reincarnation as to like why these things have been devoured in a particular way. And he's talking to you about, you know, how these he's he's one of the things that he's starting to figure out that he's specifically telling you, Sarah, is that like trolls, he's educating you about trolls. Yeah. Is that trolls have a natural regenerative ability and they're mm. one of the they're one of the major assets to the Golgari because they're fantastic soldiers. But on Ravnica they're not mindless. They're pretty intelligent and pretty competent. You can often throw a load of zombies or crawl under the you guys have already seen it. You can basically right. tell a troll Either you can send one or two as sort of a commando unit, or you can put some underlings under them and say, hey, go. You know, they're like war bosses sometimes, like raid bosses sort of a thing. So the the fact that these trolls were turned into zombies is probably because they would have to turn off their natural intelligence, right? Right. Like three trolls in a room together would reason themselves into a particular situation. Like if they were commanded or they were the boss, eventually they might just turn around and go, fuck these crawl, we're out of here. Or right. they they take over the crawl or something. Like trolls are pretty intelligent and resourceful in, in Ravnica. So they were put into a state to remove that, to make them mindless. But also the thing that's making him kind of worried about what's going on here is the fact that trolls have a natural regenerative state when they're alive. Yeah. Okay. These trolls were making physical attacks that was doing necrotic damage. Right. right. And they were sort of getting back up with necrotic resurrection, right? Like they seem to have gotten all their power from necromancy, not from trolls naturative state. Right. Which means that this power Trolls don't have the power to generate this naturally. This gift, as he calls it, was given to them. Most likely by Deoreth. He has never heard the name Deoreth. They like okay. none yeah, of the Golgari have know. any information about right. this. Like, they're they're I, getting I mean, it from you, but he says like, it's possible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like as Fakara, I would probably say so. Possibly by Deoreth. Could be. Uh, what did we get for investigation? Twenty-five. Hey. Eighteen. Eighteen. Okay, um, this is one of those points where the DM says, those are very, very good roles. What would you like to know? And I will tell you if you find anything uh, answering that stuff. Maps concerning entryways and points of transfer between the Undercity and Topside, and then any correspondence between Gerard and the Orzov Syndicate. I am looking for anything regarding correspondence or notes about Malthus Reed. I'm looking for anything regarding the Orb. You know, any maybe communication thereof. I'm looking for building plans. I'm also looking for any potential communication between Gerard and someone else that could be Deoreth. So this place, you immediately realize, has been thoroughly picked over. You're seeing gaps in files. Books are missing. 
scrolls that might have been in a basket have been selectively picked out. This place has been picked over. One thing you don't find are any maps. That's super confusing. No city planning, no delivery routes, nothing of that regard. You also notice, confusingly, that you find zero correspondence between Malthus Reed and Gerard. But what's probably even more telling is that you find zero files between Thrinvash and Gerard. So if things have been picked out, they you know who Thrinvash was, you know what his job is, you know that he was the go-between between Gerard. It might have been that whoever was picking this stuff up never made it down to Thrinvash's office, but just picked out any evidence that they saw up there. So kudos for you guys for going down into his office. So you know Thrinvash has been telling the truth. You know he's been a part of it. But somebody very clearly came in here and quite possibly removed any documentation to illustrate whatever this rail line's intention was down here and seems to know what that was. Um, Oh, but you do find, I, I would say that you do find sort of innocuous documentation that talks about stuff that isn't necessarily in the heading subject matter rail line, but it's like, hey, here's a transfer of steel or here's a transfer of materials that we know would be used for something like this. You know, based on the documentations you've peeled together about the missing of personnel, there's sort of a transfer of resources and jobs and some communication that if you didn't know it was related to the rail line, you wouldn't spot it, but you guys can kind of pick out. So you know that there was stuff in here, but now it's gone. What else could you possibly be hunting for? We're both looking for correspondence between Gerard and our respective guilds. There are always correspondence between Gerard and many of the guilds, but the subject matter seems to be purely standard guild-packed stuff. Food distribution, agriculture, um, recycling, waste refuse. You find a couple of personal notes from his wife, you, you happen to piece together that Gerard was married to a, a Selesnian elf. Nothing. So so we're finding things that hint at things. It, would there be any kind of correspondence or notes hinting at the corruption, um, hinting at, at the orb, like anything? And of course, I'm always looking for an orb, but I am right. certain it's not here. But anything like that? I would say the the main note that you've discovered in this particular place, having been down to Thrinvash's mm-hmm. office and come up here, is that it is very clear that any of that information you were hunting for has been selectively removed. Mm-hmm. So Lauren will take one of the pieces of correspondence between Gerard and his wife and surreptitiously give it to Fakara and then kind of like gesture his head towards Mixel. Mixel, I think you might find these interesting. Oh, he receives them and then weepingly retreats into the corner to sit on a pile of digestive feet and begins reading some some notes. Oh, you guys are going to make me... Oh, fuck you guys. But uh, as soon as Saloran sees him going off weepingly, he thinks, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Oh, it's just sort of a, a contemplative thing. It's not any concern of Mixel, it's concerned that his combat effectiveness has gone down, small oh, as it is. gone soft. 
So what we have here is a very interesting office because what we have here is a bunch of stuff and what we have is a bunch of holes. So by using some actual deductive reasoning, what we may be able to find is information we are hoping to find that may actually be absent, suggesting that somebody else is also after that same information, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So if we perhaps hunt for things we are hoping to find that we would expect to find in the guild leader's personal collection that is not there, that might point you in a direction. So anything concerning the rail line is missing. Correct. Someone here is wanting to protect the Golgari rail line, which would be a it would be a logical assumption that Deorath is doing their part to protect that part of their contribution to the greater conspiracy. This is something that we had discussed before, but is there also anything to indicate what the name Deorath means? I believe you guys are in possession of two books that look to be encyclopedic. You happen to find comparable volumes in his possession. Taking them would double up an item in your inventory, so you don't need to worry about it, but it does look like educative texts, that there are people high up within the Golgari who are in constant, continued education about past stuff. And that lines up with what Gerard is doing. You know, for, for Lorzach, Gerard is still very much, it's known that he's feeling his way through this position. So the idea that he would need to continue brushing up and learning about the history of, of the Golgari would be sort of a priority for him. The lack of maps, especially links between the Undercity and the Topside, also lead me to believe that, because this is within seven weeks and the beginning of the other conspirators dying. This takeover of Penvar. Mm -hmm. Is it possible to believe that Deoreth, with the other conspirators mysteriously disappearing, is beginning to act independently? I find it very disturbing that links between the Undercity and the Topside are missing resources that would greatly benefit an attack on the Topside. I think you may be giving too much credit to Deoreth's independence, with the rest of her pawns off the table, I highly suspect that the queen is in play. Hmm. The queen being Merit Lage, of course. That is the metaphor that I'm using, yes. <laughs> hey, Lorzach. Hey, buddy. What's up? Hey, elf guy. What's up? You are in the private information chamber of... Gerard Vod Savo, mm -hmm. a man who self-discovered something really clever. Yep. And he is. He's looking. You find not a single snippet. That tracks. And that speaks volumes. Yeah. It kind of By confirms. not speaking volumes because they're missing. It confirms a lot of his suspicions thus far. Lord Zatch is also curious although he thinks he may already know the answer. Is there any mention as to where he might have gone? Any secondary safe houses or locations? No, 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 no. There's yeah. no, um, in fact, even all, you know, when you were down in Thrinvash's office, you saw kind of declarations from Gerard that he was aware of the disappearances starting to happen and that he was the one. That's the thing is you found a document that specifically was a direct order from Gerard ordering ordering the abandonment of Penvar. So, you know, there, there's an obvious thread of thought here, right? 
he's a lich. His cilia are gone. He has no protection. If he fled or was taken, whoever took him must know killing him is pointless. Because if they just kill him... He comes back. Because he's a lich. He'll reincarnate at his phylactery. So, Mixil seems pretty confident that if he was taken, unless somebody's chomping him to shit, (laughs) zombie style, the suspicion is that he was abducted. And that's why everybody is kind of trying to figure out what the heck is going on here. Because nobody has stepped in to make a power play. Nobody's stepped in, killed him, and then said, I'm the guild leader now, which is something that has happened in the Golgari quite a lot over history. The only other thing that Lorzach is interested in at this point is anything relating to Zdenia, the last Matka. Unfortunately, there is no information. One side note that might be very important to observe, none of Gerard's personal items are here either. Namely, he has a very well-known staff that he carries yeah. with him. <laughs> Parix uh, is still out looking at bodies and kind yep. of taking it all in, but something that he begins to note as he thinks back on the last few hours in the Undercity and the Devkarin we met earlier and the Matka and, and her recognition of the corruption is that nothing we have found yet underneath the city has any black tentacles. There's no corruption that we've seen. We have not found it in the trolls. It wasn't in the crawl. Like, we we have no evidence of corruption, despite obviously the Matka knowing that it exists, which uh, actually makes him really worried. But, but Izoni, she doesn't have sort of a, a, a tangible comprehension of what that is. She just knows that out there, the insects have felt something unlike any of the flesh they normally deal with. And that's important to understand because if anybody has a complete understanding of the organic cycle in Ravnica, it's the Golgari. Just thinking back to Delania, like yeah. the Golgari took the black. She makes a lot of noise about why haven't you given, which would imply that a whole lot of people have, and it's surprising to find an un-Devkarin taken the black. And yet we've found some and they don't know the corruption, which I think is very fascinating and worries Perix very much. And it's interesting in that it's the one place you can kind of get away with it. Like people regularly have things growing on or out of them. You could pass it off as just some sort of novel slime mold that you're growing in your own body. And yet you could probably pass it really easy. (laughs) Exactly. Like the stuff but we haven't seen any evidence of it. Right, which is uh, worrisome. Now all the dead bodies are going away and maybe they had a bunch of tentacles and they're just covering it up. But who? Very interesting questions that Perix doesn't like uh, asking. Lorzach would very much like to have a look at those texts that we've recovered from the library. Not here. And Perix is carefully listening down the stairs. Uh, We have gotten rid of the swarm penvar beacon, uh, but the crawler's still chilling. As you peek down with your earballs, you hear nothing. Copy. And Perix will relay, uh, the crawl may have left at least the immediate staircase. It's time to retreat, regroup, and consult what we know. Do we think the next step is Thrinvash or Matka? We need to get the Guildmaster's son back to his camp. We need a rest. And I need to consult those texts. 
And now, a quick word from one of our sponsors. You know, folks, blank walls can be pretty boring. So why not spruce up your home or office by heading over to ukiyopop.com. They have a collection of traditional Japanese prints inspired by today's comics, games, and movies. The gallery is viewable online for free, and prints are available for purchase. So head over to ukiyopop.com. That's U-K-I-Y-O-P-O-P.com. Tradition in a modern method. And now, back to the party. So, uh, we're going to... <laughs> right now, the place you can rest is you can either go alone with Mixel to his hunting camp, or you can return back to Thrinbosh. I think we want to bring Mixil to Thrinbosh. I think we want to try and bring together as many allies as we possibly can right now. Consolidate resources. Yeah. yeah. We don't need another situation where we have to go find a guy. <laughs> as you creep your way out of Penvar, can I please get a stealth check from everybody? <laughs> we no longer have plus 10. <laughs> but it don't matter, because I nat 20 Nine. Twelve. Five. Thirteen. As you guys make your way down the stairs, some of you with armor misstep slightly and just whoop, clang, 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 clang. Sorry. Have that sort of Minds of Moria moment <laughs> where you're like, <gasps> but there is no response, none. And as you guys get a little bit more confidence, stepping your way out, maybe we can push this, maybe we can push this. And you go back out that sort of secret borehole that you found your way in. Right as you reach out, you can hear the remnants of hundreds of crawl that have seemingly abandoned Penvar. Whatever was keeping them there seems to no longer be commanding them, and they've all fled. Oh. Oh. That was terrifying. We should keep moving. Agreed. So you uh, make your way back with a little effort. I'm going to assume, uh, yeah, I'm not even going to make you roll. It'll take you some time, but you, you do, you know, you're down here. You remember the region where this is. You guys do make your way back to Thrinvash's outpost. And uh, upon seeing Mixel, he kind of very hurriedly rushes to him and they clasp arms and, and check to see how they're doing and glad to see each other and glad they're doing okay. They know each other, but there is sort of a, a, a long, you know, Probably two people that don't hang out every day. It's probably been a while regardless. And uh, Thrinbash asks you guys, if you learned anything useful after Mixel <laughs> surprisingly tells him, hey, we uh, we infiltrated uh, Penvar and made it out alive. The Cilia have been assassinated. That does not sit well with him at all. And Gerard? He may have been abducted. There is no sign of him and there is no information as to where he might have gone. Knowing that he would, in time, recover were anyone to try and kill him, we think he may have been taken, possibly by the Deoreth that we are hunting now. Would it have been better if he was killed? So what do we do now? Herrick's, uh pulls out of his rucksack two big old encyclopedic books. We found these in Penvar, in what survived of the library. It seems important to note that of all of the books, these two survived unscathed. 
The rest they tore to pieces turned into pulp used to make their nests. These two remained untouched. We'd like to find out why. Well, they are, I suppose you could say, very elaborate school books. I imagine anyone in there trying to do any great harm wouldn't even understand their value. We know that Gerard was barely hanging on to his leadership as it is. These texts were designed to educate him. I was not doing it myself, but I was trying to keep up with him to keep abreast. There's a great deal of history with our people in our guild. There's a lot to learn, and there was a lot he had on his plate. I, I pity his position more than anything else. However, I was not the tutor. There was another man who is, unfortunately, I suspect, no longer with us. What was his name? Uh, his name was Orvio the Bookworm. That's adorable. <laughs> God, his name, even his name is nerdy. <laughs> Was he one of ours, Orvio? Yes. Yeah. Very old elf, a historian, a linguist, uh, probably the one person we'd want to consult on this particular matter, but he is no longer here. So I would say adding to the to-do list would be find someone who has a comprehensive knowledge of ancient texts, if you do decide that this is relevant. So do we know anyone right now that has that kind of expertise? Uh, it's a big city. The the, the bookyish people we know are Tessa Karlopathy Orzov and uh, who used to be Mr. Rufio Alfonso III. What happened to Orvio? Uh, the same thing that's been happening to everybody. They just... Disappeared. Disappear. Okay. Lorzach relates another one of his findings to Thrinbosh. In our examination of the bodies inside the audience chamber of Penvar, we found embedded under the nails of some of the victims a fine white fuzz, fungal cilia, not present on any of the three trolls we found in the chamber. I believe that this may be our first glimpse of Deorath. Whoever else had infiltrated that chamber to engineer the demise of the cilia had enough prowess in necromantic magic to arrange for the creation of a beacon, one that influenced the nearby crawl, forced them to swarm Penvar, keep our people disorganized and underground, more so perhaps than they already are. Thrinvash is thinking there for a moment. It seems to me apparent, under suspicion, that your first thought would be the Teratogens have invaded Penva. The swarm is fractured. Those who are non-elf are taking another power play and they're attempting to take over the guild. It seems to be specifically the Devkarim that are disappearing. At first glance, it's rather cut and dry. And then you enter and you realize that it all seems to be a great cover to identify that Gerard, our guildmaster, has been abducted. So why maintain the crime scene? Why does the crime scene need to be indefinitely guarded unless they were trying to disguise the necromancy? To which point Mixel kind of chimed up and said, I had mentioned this before, but there was a collection of necromancers who had declared protection over some of the old temples. 
They seemed very concerned that the Teratogens were trying to make a power play and were trying to protect some of the ancient places of relevance to the Divkarin. Those posted outside of Svogthos. He shakes his head, yes. And Lord Zatch clearly does not relish the idea of getting close to that place. As soon as the name Svogthos comes out, everybody in the room who's Golgari just... Mm. Well, it seems then that we may need a second opinion. From? The necromantic authorities stationed in and around Svogthos. Mixel, you've seen us this far. We would treasure your company, though I much understand if you would prefer to save your own skin and remain here with Rinvash and oh. his people. Oh, <laughs> if you're going to phrase it like that. Oh, sorry, that sounds He shady. bucks right up. He, 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 he bucks right up. I, I'm with you. And he, he throws like an awkward salute to, to Fakara. I'm with you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I may have perhaps failed this before, but I'm here now. I may look young, but I'm good 79 years old. You held your own there with the trolls. Yes, yes, I did. If my father has been kidnapped, then I am for this. Peric says nothing, but anyone who looks just sees a little, like, meh, come across <laughs> his face. <laughs> Lord Zetch needs a rest before... Yo, we can't go anywhere without I'm gonna, a long rest. I'm, I'm, uh, the, the, the thought has been presented that you guys might want to take a hot minute and get ready. Parix is just like over in the corner, like, ow! Instead of a hot minute, can we have a hot eight hours? Because <laughs> I also have to clean up my armor of all this blood, spit, viscera, and vomit. Yeah, good, good luck. <laughs> yeah, Lord Zetch is going to spend some time meditating and think about the shape of the spells that he holds in his mind. I imagine it's just sort of like... Uh, very humid in the Undercity as well. So I imagine like Xenia every odd minute has to just sort of like <laughs> the goggles and like blink and put them back on. It does provide some really excellent opportunities though for playing with precipitation. Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. It's probably really easy to form a cloud down here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> and when she's taking her rest, she forms a little cloud above herself just to feel... Like she has that connection there. Oh my gosh. Does Xenia help Saloran clean his armor with a little rain cloud? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Sarah, why is it you continue to see the best in us when it comes to Saloran? That dude sucks. (laughs) This is David speaking. Yeah, he sucks. I just realized I should have rolled an extra D8 every time I smote those trolls. So I'm saying it so I don't forget it next time. But also another reason why Saloran Trent sucks. (laughs) Give it a fucking rest, you fish. So, after a rather invigorating long rest, a a chance to get some actual peace and quiet for, for a solid eight hours, you guys hit one of those rare moments where you might be able to take half a second here to make a plan before you go charging into to what's going on. And that often makes you as a party very dangerous when you're not sort of at the pacing of somebody else. Um, Mixel is going to join you guys for this. He seems invigorated at the idea that 
somebody who is not monstrous, something with some intelligence, might actually be responsible for the disappearance of his father. And so you will continue to have a temporary sixth member of your party. Um, and the decision has been made to descend upon Zvogthos, Yeesh. a place I will let your party inform you about on the way there. And as Lorzech makes his final preparations to journey out to the Temple of the Perun, he relates to them the story of Svogthir. Many thousands of years ago, our guild was founded by a man named Svogthir. As has been our tradition, he was betrayed. His head was rent from his body, and today lives still, imprisoned within the keep of Svogthos. Svogthir has been many places, and he has done many things over his thousands of years of both life and undeath. Gerard's sister, Savra, used him to claim control of the guild. Having been betrayed by the Sisters of Stone Death so long ago, he leaped at the chance to take revenge. You may remember Ludmilla in the tunnels. She, and she alone, had escaped Svogthir's wrath. In time, Savra betrayed him as well, and his still unliving head, gaping endlessly without a voice, is imprisoned in the old guild hall that bears his name, Svogthos. And that is where we are going. And uh, as he's telling this story, Fakara, you happen to notice that Mixil sort of reaches up around his chest and and grips something tightly around his neck. I'll kind of just take a paw and take a hand. Take a hoof. I'll take my hand and set it on his shoulder and just give him that look of, are you okay? Um, he is wearing... Uh, a pendant that looks to be not of Golgari design. Okay. Um, in fact, you probably more than anyone else would recognize that it seems very Selesnian in design. It has a nice silver chain, sort of a bright green floral design okay. to it. And he, uh, he, he sort of bravely explains, um, my mother gave this to me for strength. She left it for me through my father. I'm ready. I'm ready to do this. You are, and she'll be with you. I understand that this is a prison, but why all these necromancers? Has this become a focal point of necromantic energy for your guild? Well, confusingly, Svagthos is completely sealed off to anyone. We are aware that he is in there, but it is completely sealed because as of yet nobody knows how to kill him. He is just a head. But by some regard, even that head can be very, very dangerous. Zvogthos is the resting place of the necromancer who killed my aunt and is not a place that anyone should tread lightly. I'm not saying that the necromancers are unfamiliar with the region, but the fact that they specifically told me they were going there to defend it, I now suspect to be a lie. I think we have all been tricked into fighting the teratogens and fighting the very people within the swarm who were actually loyal to us. Do we know how many necromancers we're going to be facing? No. 
All right. And if this has all been a distraction, while the conspiracy threatens to resurrect Svogthir, we have no time to waste. Hmm. And so you march on, decidingly down. Many of you are pretty uncomfortable to be underground this far anyway, and yet you realize that the Undercity and Karozda is merely the most recent of Golgari territory, and that there are still thousands of years worth of archaeology buried underneath what you are already under. And after a determined amount of time of stealing yourself and preparing, you do hop a ridge and peer down below. And one of the things that gets communicated to you as the trip takes a little bit longer than you're expecting. There has been a rumor that people believe to be a truth, but nobody can kind of confirm it anymore, that Zvogthos, this temple, is actually mobile, and that it does kind of creep around. You know like those deserts where there are those stones that sort of just like move across the desert and people can't explain it? It's like that. It's just this giant ancient, archaic, creepy temple that does not necessarily have a fixed location in the Undercity. And it seems to have shifted a lot farther than anyone would have perhaps enjoyed. I was thinking Goth, Howl's Moving Castle, but this is a lot less fun. Yeah. A lot less fun. So we've got a cliff? Mm, You've got a ridge. You've got a you've got a good hundred yards before the front of this temple. The Salorn Fall. <laughs> Let's find out. Hundred yards downhill. Oh, thank God. Let's thank take a <laughs> What's the play? Uh, what can we see from our vantage point? You can see it looks like, well, let's get some uh, perception because um, you are slightly out. 24. Hey. 20. Hey. 20. Hey. Four. Oh. Nine. Yeah, you guys don't know what's going on. Um, it, it appears to be a, a couple of people, at least you can see three, mulling about. But the important thing to be reminded of is that Zvogthos is sealed. It is not accessible to enter. Specifically, the Golgari can't get in there on purpose. Um, because if you go in there, you have access to the undead head of perhaps the most powerful Golgari who's ever existed ever. But there seems to be some people milling about outside, busy with some stuff. Three of them. Can't tell what kind of stuff. Um, they have some stuff out, like, uh, maybe a couple crates, uh, maybe some bubbling shit. It, it, It looks like they've been planted here for a while. And somewhere between either cooking, studying, experimenting, or playing a card game, they're, they're busying themselves with something. How far away again? You're about 100 yards away. 300 feet. I would like Only to- one way in. There's no real way because Fogthos itself moves around. You're kind of following its path, so there's no real sort of tactical way to get in or out. I'd like to click my heels before we start. Heels have been officially clicked. Perix casts Mage Armor. I'm going to allow you guys to do those... I'm going to accept that those happen immediately before anything happens so you don't have to burn minutes making a plan. Gotcha. Shall we go? If they're cooking, then they're living because they need to eat. So David thinks we should lead with a strong intro and just go up and see. 
I mean, the possibility for conversation is not out of the realm of possibility. And Lorzach is going to be very interested in getting some information rather than striking first. Mm. Agreed. Lorzach and Mixo up front. I'm comfortable with that. That yeah. feels like the the show of correct force. Bring the Golgari, bring the, the head hunter. Oh, for sure. I, this whole time I tried to be as unobtrusive as a very, very tall blue creature can be. And as an exactly tall, translucent creature, I feel weird too. <laughs> we fan up behind them? Yeah. All right. As you approach, they immediately see you coming, and they seem to stop what they're doing, and they come out in front of the temple in a rather aggressive formation and demand that you stop and announce yourselves well outside of anything you could possibly cast on them. Uh, we stop. They're 100 feet away. They are outside of your range. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Lozach will identify himself. I am Lozach Rotspeaker. You are in the presence of Mixil, son of Gerard. Welcome, son of Gerard. As you can see, we have been guarding Zvogthos as we mentioned we would be. Your presence is not necessary. Everything is under control. Oh, that's fucking assuring. I'm going to roll insight on his claim that they're guarding Svogthos. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lorzach rolls a 19. Regardless of intent, he is very serious that they are defending Svogthos. I just want to roll to see what these guys are. Perception? Yeah. A five. They look like three Devkarin elves. For someone who's a member of the same guild, yeah. these appear to be living Devkarin elves. They are alive. All right. One of the things you notice as you approach, however, is that they seem to be missing some limbs. How many? Uh, two of them are one-handed, one-armed, sorry. One of them is missing their left arm. One of them is missing their right arm. One of them seems to be hanging back without a leg. Oh, no. I don't like, I don't like this. Necromancers oh. and missing limbs. Do they happen to be uh, looking like they got any tentacles? It's a bit far out to see. Sure. Playing <laughs> body Legos over here. <laughs> Those Edge can't help but notice. One's missing the left arm. One's missing the right arm. Another one's missing a leg. Left leg. And the other one's missing... There's only three. There's only three of them? Yeah. All right. Who's going to give up the right leg? Probably the same guy who gave up his torso. Yeah. Yeah. Lorzach will maintain the veneer of good faith for another moment longer and will ask, We've been to Penvar. We've seen the trolls. And we've seen the desecrated body of the death priest, the beacon calling the swarm to occupy Penvar. We've seen the chewed corpses of the cilia littering the audience chamber. What power do you know in the Undercity now that raises trolls, turns the ghosts of crawl? One of the other ones speaks up. That is an interesting collection of companions you have there. Have you come to offer yourselves? How many more body parts do you require? Hmm... At the moment, there is a standoff, right? First person to move steps within range, right? They know Mixel. These guys are clearly people who are here doing something. 
some way to close the gap is going to be needed if you guys want to figure some shit out. On a scale of one to thunder, step. How we feeling? (laughs) (laughs) But you can tell people up close, wow, these guys are missing some limbs. But we don't have a complete understanding of the physical picture yet. This is really convoluted. We all come from, minus you, we all come from guilds that are complicit. Do we? I don't. That's true. That's true. Sorry. <laughs> Literally, how dare you? Darius <laughs> <laughs> is just, he's whatever. But what if we just knock out Mixel from behind and offer him up and then use that to get inside? Absolutely not. No. Nope. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> fuck uh, you, Solarin. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> no, it's not. It's <laughs> gotta play my alignment. It's good, but yeah. <laughs> Um, you got to find a way in range if you want to do something. <sighs> or you need some more information or observation. Oh. Mixel just sort of clenches the charm as you can feel. You can feel the nervousness next to him. What about the beetle? Can you see through it? No. Oh. It's just a pet. It's not a familiar. Fakara? Yeah. It may be time for you to do that thing you do so well. All right. You want to talk about it before we do it? What if she runs 60 feet in, 60 feet out? She's got 120 feet. We don't need her to go beat up people. Well, we might. In fact, <laughs> we probably will. Yeah. Um, We need to ascertain if they have little tiny black tendrils up on them. And I can think of one very efficient way to do that. And you are already infected. Oh. Out from the folds of his robes, this thin, drawn bony hand clutches one of the prismatic orbs from Dominaria. Lorzach holds it up to his chest and asks the assembled, mutilated Devkarin before him, What did Deorath offer you for your pride, your dignity, your bodies, and your souls? And he reaches through the prismatic orb to feel for the not-flesh tendrils of these estranged cousins. Oh, you feel it. And as soon as you ask that question, they take a couple of steps back and I can show you if you'd like to know. And they start backpedaling slightly, but the one in front just sort of turns his back and starts gingerly walking back towards the temple. Uh, If you would like to know what is so important about this... I will show you. Yeah, Lorzach starts walking. Eric follows. Um, I'm down. Can he feel through the orb for anything that he can manipulate? In this particular situation, no. Got it. You feel that essence. But as far as physical representation of that essence, there is none. Okay. So this necromancer beckons you to follow him with this withered, crooked finger and lures you down toward the temple. And he pulls you in a good half the distance that you were hoping to avoid. Before Lorzach, you feel that just twinge in the side of your temple as you sense the channeling of a spell. And before you can react, the necromancer turns around and hurls with a dark, Iodmuchada! and launches a withered black tendril of magic directly into your heart. Roll initiative. 
on the next Encounter Party. Dissension within the Golgari has proven to be more dangerous than fear, as it appears the Toratogens have been framed for their crimes. Now, with the horrors of Svogthos at hand, our players must confront the Golgari's most powerful mages, the Necromancers of the Undercity. The risk of death has a new terrifying consequence next time on Encounter Party! Encounter Party is produced by Play Plus One and Charging Moose Media, based on the worlds of Dungeons and & Dragons and Magic the Gathering, created by Wizards of the Coast. Original campaign written by Brian David Judkins. Sound capture and original effects by Will Malones. Edits and mixing by Ned Donovan and Katie Brow. Theme song and additional music by Alexander Nakarada of Serpent Sound Studios. Additional music by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech. Special thanks to Megan Judkins and Will Malones. What up, party people? It's Landry Fleming here. Subscribe to the podcast, rate, and review us. Join us on the Facebook group. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. And for news and updates, go to EncounterParty.com. And as Lionel Richie says, all night long, all night, let's keep this party going.